Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We read from our chapter in Hebrews, chapter 2 yesterday, that we don't need to be afraid of dying. But on the other hand, we also read that many, many people spend their whole life being afraid of death. But uh, you explained yesterday that the message of the gospel sets us free from that. And so we're moving on today. Jesus came with the gift of eternal life. And we have that gift. And uh, yes, I just trust that many people who have that fear of death were listening yesterday and are surrendering their lives to Jesus now and reaching out to him for that eternal life so that that fear is taken out of their lives. In verse 17 we read, For this reason he, that is Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Now, this is the kind of verse that turns many Christians off because it's talking about uh, the truth of Jesus, but very much in Jewish terminology. Um, I explained right at the beginning that this is the letter to the Hebrews, letter to Jewish people, believers and non-believers. So there's a lot of Jewish thinking, but it gives us a wonderful explanation of what God has uh, successfully accomplished for us through Jesus. So let me just help you through this because it's, let me tell you, this is wonderful, wonderful truth. Jesus had to be made like us, his brothers. <laughs> we, we had that wonderful revelation earlier in the week, didn't we? That he's not ashamed to call us brothers. Uh, he had to be made like his brothers in every way. Now, if Jesus was going to be our representative, if he was going to die on the cross, the death that we deserve, if he was going to take our punishment upon himself, then he couldn't be someone who simply appeared to be like us. He had to be somebody who actually was like us in his humanity. And uh, we're going to see that that has tremendous implications. So he had to be made like us in every way in order that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, now, the high priest was the one who on the Day of Atonement, now the Day of Atonement meant the day when people were put right with God. He he went and prayed for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole nation. But because the high priest in the Jewish religion, uh, in, in the sacrificial system in the temple in Jerusalem, was himself also a sinner, he had to pray for the forgiveness of his own sins as well as the sins of all the people in the nation. This was just one day in the year. One day in the year, on the Day of Atonement, he went into the Holy of Holies and and prayed for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole nation. Now, that was the high priestly activity. Jesus now becomes a merciful and faithful high priest. He has shared our weakness, our humanity in every way, but yet 
was without sin. So he doesn't have to make atonement for his own sins, but only for the sins of the people. Now, he becomes our high priest at another level from the high priests under the old sacrificial system because the high priest is the one who offers the sacrifice. Now, this is, this is where we, we come to the most amazing revelation of what the cross was all about. Jesus became the sacrifice. Now, the sacrifice was the lamb, the lamb that was sacrificed under the old system. Jesus now becomes the lamb of God, the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice. But he also becomes the high priest, the one who offers the sacrifice. So on the cross, Jesus was doing these two things at the same time. He was offering the sacrifice, and he himself was the sacrifice. So he was the high priest, and he was the sacrifice that the high priest was offering. But this was no animal. This was his own life. God sacrificing his own life so that all the sins, all the disobedience, all the negativity within the lives of those people that he created in love could be totally dealt with and that they could be restored to a life of fellowship and unity with him and be given the gift of eternal life and become part of his eternal kingdom. So the scripture says that uh, he was the merciful and faithful high priest. He was doing this out of God's mercy for us. Instead of judging us as we deserve, he was expressing his mercy. He was expressing how faithful he was. He had, he had shared our weakness, yet he lived faithfully the life of sinlessness so he could be the sinless sacrifice and so that he could be the perfect high priest offering that sacrifice for the sins of the people. And then it says, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Um, we'll see later on that the writer to Hebrews says that Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are. You see, it isn't that he came and lived in an unreal situation. He became like us. He shared our humanity. He was subject to the same temptations as the human high priests, and yet he was without sin. He could offer his life, tempted in every way as we are, just as weak as we are in his humanity, yet living without sin, the perfect sacrifice, and the perfect high priest who does not have to atone or amend for his own sins, but he can offer that sacrifice on behalf of all of sinful humanity. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that God has accomplished for us. And it's something that has already happened so that when people sin today, there doesn't have to be a fresh sacrifice for sin. It's never to be repeated. It's one sacrifice made once for all time. That sacrifice has been made for you and for me. So when you put 
your faith in Jesus, when you come to him and ask for forgiveness of sins, he forgives you and you are cleansed by God from all unrighteousness because of this sacrifice that was made by our great high priest. So that's why the writer goes on to say, therefore, holy brothers, fix your eyes on Jesus. Yes. But you see, he says, he's still calling us brothers, right? But we're holy brothers. Mm -hmm. Now, this is why, you see, we have to believe what the scripture says about us. That sacrifice makes us holy in God's sight. Now, in and of ourselves, we don't have any holiness. You've only got to think of your own natural thoughts and attitudes, feelings, desires, and you say, well, there's lots about me that is not holy. But God has forgiven us. God has accepted us through what Jesus Christ has done for us, and he's made us our holy brothers. We are, as Paul says to the Corinthians, we're sanctified and called to be holy. It isn't simply that God has made us holy. He wants us now to live a holy life. But you see, we are made holy. Why? Because we share in a heavenly calling. Now, that means that we, we share with Jesus the calling to belong to heaven. We share with him God's purpose in bringing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, to earth so that there is a, a viable manifestation of God's sovereign rule and reign here on earth in the midst of all the, the mess, the chaos that we see in the world around us, all the ungodliness that exists, all the deception and misunderstanding that there is of the purposes of God. So we are holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling. And yes, we're to fix our thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. Now, I, I think it would be true to say that there are very few Christians in this country who think of Jesus first as their apostle and second as their high priest. They might know it in their heads, but they don't sort of think of him as such. And yet, the scripture says, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest. Now, that means it must be very important for us to understand that Jesus is both apostle and high priest. Now, why is this? Well, let's take apostle first. An apostle is one who is sent with a particular mission. So those who were disciples of Jesus became apostles when he gave them the commission and, and the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill that commission, to make disciples of all nations. But Jesus was sent by the Father. He was sent uh, to be the Savior of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. He sent his only Son. And Jesus said, I haven't come to do the, my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So he was our apostle, sent to bring us the good news of the kingdom, but sent also to be our sacrifice on the cross. But he was also our high priest, the one who offers the sacrifice. And in offering that sacrifice, he has made it possible for all men everywhere to be saved just as soon as they put their faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 